podcasting is a booming technology. One in 10 adults in the UK are listening to a podcast every week. The head of podcast products at Google said that their mission is to help double the amount of podcast listening in the world over the next couple of years. Sarah Robinson is a former journalist with 15 years experience in communications. She's the founder and MD of Brighter Comms and she's also a bit of a podcast geek. I counted up how many podcasts I subscribe to. I'm actually on 58. (laughs) It's a problem. There are currently in the region of 335,000 active English language podcasts. If you compare that to the 600 million blogs on the web, the opportunity for quality audio content is very clear. So how do brands take advantage of that? People who listen to podcasts want to be informed. They want to learn something new. They are actively seeking out content that will educate slash inform slash entertain. The brands that will do really, really well are the ones that respond quickly. So I think the early adopters will be the kind of big winners. The beauty of podcasting is that the entire nature of marketing changes. When done well, listeners invite you into their home and their life. It's an incredibly privileged thing if you think about it, that people are inviting this content into their space. The content marketing manager at Shopify said, we would much rather be the content than the advertising. And then by creating something that people want to consume, rather than interrupting with something they want to ignore. That's all coming up on this week's show. This is Digital Download, a podcast that explores the latest thinking in digital communications, PR and social media. Here's your host, Paul Sutton. We're going to go pretty meta on today's Digital Download podcast because we're doing a show all about podcasting. Lots of things have come up on this in the last few weeks, which have really pushed this forward to the fore for me. I don't know how you feel about that, Sarah. I think um, you're right. I think podcasting is having a real moment in the sun for a variety of reasons that um, that we can hopefully cover during this podcast. But I'm just hearing about it everywhere um, at the moment, you know, both in my professional capacity, but also just from my friends. So when we're chatting about kind of what we're doing in our spare time, I'm hearing a lot more about kind of what podcast people are listening to. And, and I just find that it's definitely kind of seen a huge growth recently. It's always a good sign, actually, when you get people outside of your work sphere talking about something, you know there's something in it when that happens. So tell me, before we kind of dig into things, what are your podcast habits? What shows are you listening to and how often and when do you listen to them? Okay, so um, I'm, you're, you're talking to a fairly big podcast geek, I'd say. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily typical. Um, I have been listening to podcasts for quite a long time. And the brilliant thing about the last few years is that the number of podcasts has just absolutely exploded. And there's some brilliant stuff out there. Yep. I think that's because I'm a huge radio fan. So I've always loved listening to radio. And the beauty of podcasting for me is it's kind of done to radio what uh, Netflix did to TV so you can consume the content at a time that's convenient to you um, different to TV and that you can actually listen to things when you're doing other things it's brilliant for multitasking so I love to listen to podcasts when I'm out walking when I'm driving when I'm doing the housework when I'm running I counted up how many podcasts I subscribe to and I'm actually on 58 <laughs> at the moment 58 wow 
I know, I know. <laughs> it's a problem. Um, but I'm not actually looking at those at any given time. What I might do is kind of hear a one great episode um, and kind of dip into it and then, you know, go back over a series of months. But some I'll just consume, you know, bit kind of binge listening, I suppose, um, particularly with kind of some of the American crime stuff. So, and others I just kind of wait for the new one to be released every week and, and listen to that. So a real variety in my listening habits. And it's a bit like music in that I tend to select my podcast based on what kind of mood I'm in as well so um, if I'm feeling quite reflective there's a fantastic Radio 4 podcast called Soul Music which I don't know if you've come across this Paul um, I haven't come across that one no that's wonderful big recommendation so this is a um, kind of half an hour program that takes one famous piece of music and it ranges from a class classical pieces right up to uh, Hallelujah by Leonard Cohen and Elvis Costello and everything in between and tells some beautiful human stories through the prism of these songs. So they're kind of like mini documentaries. Um, and it's not necessarily about the music, but it's about life events that the, this music has been the soundtrack to. So it's beautiful. Um, so that's something that I'll listen to if I'm feeling a bit kind of reflective, as I said. On the um, other end of the scale, I have quite a few PR and marketing podcasts, SEO, there's some stuff that I listen to for work. Um, I love TED, the TED podcasts. Um, and there's a whole load of dating, real crime, and lots of other stuff in there as well, politics. So yeah, I'd say I'm a pretty voracious consumer of podcasts. So it's quite exciting to me watching what, what's happening to them because I can finally talk to my friends about them, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like you'd never have time to do anything else. I subscribe to about 20 and, and I think 20 is quite a lot because when I, I say to people you know I subscribe to 20 podcasts they always give me a bit of a shocked look but 58 is going some that's incredible some of the things you're saying there actually are kind of on, on my list about the things I'd like to discuss today because one of the big things that's happened is this explosion in in popularity of podcasts which is led through well from, from several different things really I mean mobile was the game changer I suppose but other technologies like voice recognition, for example, are really starting to drive the future of podcasting, I think, and, and take it on to a next level, perhaps. Absolutely. I think you're so right there. Um, so in a, in a very geeky way, back in 2003, I think, um, I wrote an article for um, a newspaper predicting that podcasting would be the future of broadcasting. And then, of course, they obviously went and died to death for a little while. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I can't claim to be very Nostradamus like there but because it took a while. And what you're right, exactly what what happened is that mobile technology came along and 3G and 4G and it meant that it was kind of uh, easier to stream content and to listen to it on the go. Um, and now we know that one in 10 adults in the UK are listening to a podcast every week. So if you look around a packed tube carriage, you know, 50 people, five of them are listening to a podcast, it's likely. So I, I think there's, there's that side of things, but also you're very right. Voice technology means that we're becoming increasingly accustomed to just being able to ask for good audio content so that has a huge impact on seo and kind of voice search as a whole other area but it's a huge opportunity for you know both a hobbyist podcaster and also brands because there's a, there's a growing demand for this type of content so responding to that by providing great quality content is a huge opportunity and um, whatever your area of interest or business yeah absolutely i mean I, i've noticed that well i read something the other day about google which is developing a new podcast product. It's been in Google Play Music for a while, but it's splitting that out completely. 
with the idea being that that will be kind of baked into search and the Google Assistant so that it effectively becomes kind of seamless across all those different devices led entirely by the voice recognition thing. And things like that are only going to drive podcasts further and further forward, I think. Well, I think this is the absolute game changer. So um, I think the head of product and uh, the podcast products at Google said that their mission is to help double the amount of podcast listening in the world over the next couple of years. Um, Why that matters is that Android phones have a 44% market share in the UK. And up until now, it hasn't been particularly easy or user-friendly to listen to podcasts but Google have woken up to the fact that there's a huge demand for great audio content out there Um, and now that they're introducing their, their new podcasting strategy that will just absolutely explode the amount of people who are listening and if you think of the impact of that in terms of just search results as well so that if you have great content related to a particular keyword your podcast is going to show up as what google deems a first class citizen alongside the text and the images and video results we're used to seeing in a google search and yep. um, so that's going to be absolutely huge in terms of uptake i think and people just becoming used to having this type of content available and consuming it in a really easy way so you know, Apple was was a big game changer for initially, I think, in terms of bringing podcasting to the masses. But I think this is really kind of next level stuff here from Google. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I think it's um, it has, has huge promise. And it's one of the reasons, only one of, but one of the big reasons why brands need to really start looking at this area. I mean, listening as a whole is up 157% in the last three years. Like you say, if Google really gets behind this, that could be in the several hundred percents in a couple of years' time. One of the things that interests me about podcasting particularly is the types of people who listen to podcasts, which, when you read all the statistics about them, tend to have a higher than average household income, Mm -hmm. more than average number of sort of degree-educated people. They're more likely to follow brands on social media. So they are kind of a consumer that, a lot of brands are really after. Yes, these are dream customers, basically, aren't they? Um, you know, yeah, yeah. All the research says, as you say, that uh, listeners that are well-educated, they're affluent. At the moment, it's tilting male, but I think that is changing. I think there are some great podcasts out there that are really kind of attracting more female listeners. And as you say, podcast listeners are more likely to follow companies or brands on social media. They're very active themselves on social media. 94% are active on at least one channel. So we know that these are dream customers and potential brand ambassadors. So it makes perfect sense to um, start for brands to start thinking about how they can repackage or repurpose their content strategy um, and cater to this growing market. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I tried to work out what the sort of figures are at the moment with podcasts as opposed to blogs. The closest I could work out was that there are probably about 335,000 active English-speaking podcasts at the moment. In the terms of blogging, there are something like 600 million blogs on the web. So the opportunity there for brands to cut into that market is pretty big when you look at it in that way. It's absolutely huge. And I think the brands that will do really, really well are the ones that respond quickly to the opportunity because I think with yep. you know with everything in the field of work that, that we do, that you know there comes a point where the market or the space just becomes saturated. So unless you're doing it very, very well, you, you can struggle. So I think the early adopters um, will, will be the kind of big winners. And there are lots of brands that have been doing this for a while um, and are doing 
very well and there are some big brands just entering the space with some really exciting podcasts so yes as you say it's a huge opportunity for, for brands to really kind of capitalize on this there's a real gap there we know that there's a demand for high quality on-demand audio content we also know why people want to listen so what's really interesting about all of the research that that I've read and really bears out my own experience of listening to podcasts as well is that people who listen to podcasts want to be informed they want to learn something new they are actively seeking out content that will educate slash inform slash entertain and some you know if you can tickle three of those boxes then yeah amazing. yeah <laughs> so it, it makes perfect sense for for brands to be doing this and I was speaking to a friend who runs a big online business and they're actually entering this space next month um, and that's because they've woken up to the fact that there's a huge opportunity for them out there so everywhere I turn um you know we're, we're talking about this to clients and, and clients are asking us how do we get into the space but crucially how do we do it well because I think like anything you know like kind of SEO 15 years ago or kind of mobile sites there's with anything new there's a propensity to just rush into the space without thinking it through and I think the brands that do the most well are the ones that invest in research audience insights and find great quality content that really aligns with their brand values but doesn't necessarily talk about the area of business that they're in and I think this is very very important but yes huge opportunity um, and very exciting. It is very exciting I mean it, what you said there about the side of educational wanting to learn something from podcasts that's exactly why I listen to them the sort of things I listen to are shows like Reply All and Science Versus and Freakonomics all which are fact-based shows mm-hmm. they they're entertaining in their own right but every time I listen I learn something and that is what keeps me going back to podcasts again and again and again you can come across a topic that either you are already interested in or sometimes perhaps that you didn't even know or have a clue about and pick something up, which is fantastic. When, like you say, all you're doing is driving or doing the, the housework or something. It's amazing. Um, and I think that applies to, you know, whether you're learning something new about a particular subject, like the Malcolm Gladwell Revisionist History podcast. And um, sometimes for me, it's just about hearing new stories. I think as human beings, our propensity, you know, we love storytelling. It's built into our DNA. It's what we've always done since prehistoric times. Yeah. And for me, the best podcasts are the ones that bring stories that you might never otherwise have heard to life in a way that, yeah. that's really compelling. And I think that's true of everything from the kind of real life crimes, which is a huge genre, um, particularly big in America at the moment, right through to there's a great new podcast about dating disasters that I love. Um, and, these, okay. <laughs> and these are the type of things that you might hear down the pub or um, kind of hear from your friends. It's just a great way of tapping into human stories. And I think somewhere on that spectrum between learning something new in an area of particular interest or learning something new that's going to make you better at your job or just hearing a great story that kind of warms your soul a little bit I think that's the beauty of um, podcasting as a medium Uh, and some shows can do all three yeah that whole thing of of storytelling as well is is why I personally believe I think you're in agreement with me that the PR and comms function the communicators have a real real opportunity to grasp some of this stuff because by the nature of what we do in our day-to-day work, we understand how to tell stories. That is what our jobs are. And that's why I personally believe that 
communicators should really be going after this really gung-ho because there is such an opportunity there. I think you're absolutely right. And I think this is what makes it so exciting to me because for for so long, I've been working in PR and communications for 15 years in the media for a lot longer. And what I love about that um, is that I spend my days working out how to tell stories in a more compelling way, whatever the medium is, whether that's a print title or online or a social media channel. But what this um, podcasting gives you is the opportunity to bring stories to life in a in a completely different way. And also, it's very low barrier to entry. Oh, yeah. This is something that you can do from your bedroom. You can spend as little as £150 on some decent equipment if you want to do some mobile recording. Um, there's lots of great software out there that lets you kind of interview people from all over the world. So it's very, it's a very kind of low barrier to entry way of bringing stories to life, I think. And that's what makes it so compelling and so exciting. Um, and I know in my agency, personally, this is something that we are talking to clients about at the moment. We have a few projects in the offing. I'm also working... Um, I'm developing a, a show for myself, um, which is all hugely exciting to me because this is just, I think radio as a medium is so intimate. And I think the thing about podcasting is when people choose to listen, they're inviting you into their own personal space. Mm-hmm. This is really interesting as well, because what we know about listening habits um, at the moment is that half of podcast listening takes place in the home and 23% in the car. Now, you know, we don't live in a world anymore where people leave their job at five o'clock and kind of leave the office and switch off and that's not work. We live in a, a flexible working kind of environment where uh, and people are happy to, to switch on a podcast at home when they're doing the cleaning or to, to listen to a podcast on the commute. And it's an incredibly privileged thing if you think about it that People are inviting this content into their space. So it's a huge opportunity because, and I think there's a really great quote that I heard from the content marketing manager at Shopify, where he said, we would much rather be the content than the advertising. And then by creating something that people want to consume, rather than interrupting with something they want to ignore. And I think that's that's the key, um, is creating something that people want to consume, and they'll keep coming back for more. Absolutely. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. That's a really good quote, actually. When you were talking there about the low barrier to entry, which it's peanuts, really, to be able to set up a podcast. Do you think that there is a bit of techno fear amongst maybe the communications industry about perhaps people perceiving that it's very a complex thing to do a podcast and you have to have specialist audio knowledge and skills? Is that something you hear at all? Definitely. So when we're talking to clients, that's one of the first questions, you know, is it expensive? How do we, I think as communicators as well, we've traditionally had this kind of fear of the new. So, you know, I've kind of lived through a lot of this kind of fear of big data and a fear of SEO and a fear of all of the technologies that have completely transformed the industry and the way we do what we do. Um, And, you know, I have to confess about a year ago, I was in that same space, but I found a partner company actually um, located in the same city as our agency who are very very good at this and will actually train you into doing it. And the, the thing that I've learned is that it's really, really easy to do. The techie bit isn't the scary bit. The techie bit is getting the content right. Um, and that's true yeah. of so many disciplines that fall under marketing or communications or, or PR. And I, and I think that's where people 
could fall down if they don't think about their content hard enough at the outset. Um, and if they ask uh, kind of a little bit concerned about the space, there are lots of training opportunities out there. There are lots of specialist podcast production companies for those with bigger budgets, but it really is easy to do it yourself as well. So um, I think there is that fear, but I think it's a fear that will eventually be dissipated as people get more and more used to doing it and to listening um, and, and realise that actually it's just not that hard. No, and it really isn't. Like you said, the technical side of it is very simple. You, you buy a microphone, you record onto onto a computer, and you just need a bit of basic editing skills using a program like Audacity or something, mm-hmm. which allows you to put a podcast out. And actually, then from having a finished MP3 file to uploading it onto the web and distributing it among iTunes and, and wherever you want it to go, all the, all the podcast directories... Again, it's a very, very simple job nowadays because the platforms have been built to make it easy for you to do. So, I mean, I firmly believe that anyone can do this. And I know you're coming along to Digital Download Live um, in June where we are trying to produce a podcast within the sort of hour and three quarters I've allowed for a a workshop there. But the idea of that is to, to teach everyone in that room just how simple it is and everyone will go through the process and I think things like that hopefully like you say will just turn the wheel a bit more and the more people understand how effectively easy it is the more we will see coming through I think the key to it like you said is is the quality of the idea the quality of the program the quality of the content that comes out the other end absolutely and you're absolutely right I'm so excited about the session at digital downloads because I think demystifying this um, channel for PR and comms professionals is such an important thing to do or otherwise it could become a space that's owned by the uh, kind of specialist production companies or those that have the techie know-how where actually I think that this is a space that could be absolutely be owned by PR professionals and, and commu- professional communicators because it's essentially just harnessing what we do all of the time and just delivering it in a slightly different way in a different package and I think that's an incredibly exciting thing. Yeah, I agree. I know you said to me before that you've got some very recent statistics from Rager, I think, on on some of the latest stuff around podcasting. Yes. So these statistics came out last week. So they're hot off the press and they bear out things we've already spoken about. So we know that six million adults are using a podcast in an average week. We know that three quarters of them are listening via a smartphone and over half of those podcasting listening hours are consumed during driving, traveling um, or working and studying. But the interesting part for me from a PR and comms perspective is when that research looked very closely at how people were listening to particular um, shows. So uh, one of the questions was, what proportion of all podcast episodes that you download do you actually get round to listening to? So this is something we covered earlier. And what's what's fascinating about this is that 25% of people say all of them, 39% say most of them, and 17% say half of them. Uh If you add that up, you know, that's a significant percentage of people who are consuming a large amount of that of that content and a quarter listening to every episode in a series and I think what that shows you is that if you hook people in with your podcast they are likely to be loyal if they make the decision to click on the subscribe button and actually download your content they're going to listen and the, and the other question that kind of bears this out is they asked people that when they listen to a podcast episode which proportion of it do they normally listen to 
65% listened to the whole episode, 25% listened to most of it. You know, a lot of questions that brands might have who are nervous about coming into this space, I imagine would be around, well, you know, we could put a huge amount of effort and time into producing this content. Are people going to listen? And I think if you think of the principles behind social media, which is that you have to give people a reason to follow you, you have to create a reason to be followed. Mm-hmm. The exact same principles apply to podcasting. So if you have given people enough of a reason to seek you out or click on your um, show and click subscribe, then we know that these people are not only you know more likely to be affluent and well educated and to engage with you on social media, but they're also highly highly likely to consume the bulk of your content. Mm-hmm. Now that's a level of loyalty that's quite difficult to find um, on any other marketing channel or medium at the moment, I'd say. So, and this is the exciting uh, stuff to come out of the radar figures for me is that. People are actually actively opting in. And when they opt in, it it just shows that there's a real kind of brand loyalty there amongst podcast listeners that I think um, shouldn't be undervalued when it comes to considering this as a marketing channel. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, listen, this has been really interesting talking to you. I mean, to kind of summarise what we've talked about, I think, firstly, podcasting is a massively booming area and it's only going to get bigger with the likes of Google coming into this. We've covered the fact that actually it's very easy. You might think it's very technical, but it is actually easy to learn. Thirdly, as PR and comms people, it is our skill set to be able to tell stories. And this is a brilliant way of doing it. And then finally, at the moment, competition is very low. There is a massive opportunity out there. And if going back to the start, I talked about the comparison between the number of podcasts and the number of blogs out there. Most companies and brands run a blog but there are 1,800 times less podcasts out there. So competition at the moment is low. It's a massive area, and I hope people listening to this, I hope that message has come through really strong. I really appreciate your help with recording this episode, Sarah. Where can people find you on the web if they want to follow up this further with you? So they can find us at brightercoms.co.uk. So that's um, brighter, C-O-M for mother, M for mother, S for Sierra, .co.uk. Um, but you can also find us on Twitter at brightercoms and Instagram at brightercoms. Um, or you can find me on Twitter at, at Sarah Robinson 81 uh, which has given away my age that I didn't think about that at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Thank you. If you've enjoyed today's show, you should check out Digital Download Live, the interactive digital marketing conference for PR, comms and digital media professionals. We'll be covering many of the topics addressed in this podcast, including developments in influence marketing, artificial intelligence, Facebook marketing, messaging and voice recognition. You can find more information and book tickets at digitaldownload.training. And you can contact me on Twitter where I'm at the Paul Sutton or by email at paul at paulsutton.co. Thanks for listening.